Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. If you're thinking... I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, but we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts Gummies Fruity Splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Olive Magazine podcast. My name is Laura Rowe and I'm your eternally hungry host and editor of Olive. This week, Gregor and Janine provide a break from all the healthy food chat with their favourite indulgent recipes. New Olive cookery writer Adam reveals the secrets to writing a recipe for the magazine. And I chat to Sarah, our drinks writer, about the foods we love to loathe. Be prepared for a rant or two. First up, here's Janine and Gregor talking indulgence. Hello, so this week on Recipe Wars, I'm talking to Gregor. Hi, Gregor. Hi, Janine. And I think what we've decided is there's been a lot of healthy talk, possibly too much healthy talk recently. Too much healthy talk. <laughs> so we've decided to go in the opposite direction and talk about things, not necessarily unhealthy, but indulgence. Yeah. I know that you're still um, battling through your January yeah. diet. But let's just imagine for a moment. <laughs> If that wasn't the case, okay. Let's say that for some reason I'd become dangerously underfed, <laughs> and I and I, need, I I needed to indulge myself. Yeah, and you were in a similar position. That's where we're start. That's our starting that's point. That's our isn't it? Point. We, We've got carte blanche to do whatever we want. Yeah, we need. You know, we're, we 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 don't have enough saturated fat going on. No, in our in our bodies. No, we need some. We need some <laughs> of that. We desperately need sugar. And it's freezing yeah. outside, so it's we need yeah. we need like yeah. snow food, don't yeah. we? And, and also, we're, our salt levels have become depleted <laughs> to a frightening degree. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do is um, go head, head to head, yeah, on on what would be the meal that we would uh, indulge ourselves in if all bets were off, if we yeah. could have anything we wanted, anything we wanted, yeah. and uh, and and we could actually cope with eating it all in one yeah. go. <laughs> That's what that's what I'm dying to hear what you've got. <laughs> well, okay. Shall we do starters first? Let's do starters. Okay. What would you? What would your first start? What okay. would your starter be? My so my indulgence thing as well because I cook a lot at home. Yeah. I cook every single night basically, yeah. unless I'm having to take away. Um, 
So, so my my idea of indulgence is something that someone else has made for me as well. Right. So, so that that in itself is something that I don't really want to cook at home, <clears throat> which is homemade pasta. I can right. make it. I've got mm. a pasta machine. It's not seen the light of day for a while. <laughs> I do have one and I can do it and it's beautiful when you do it, but I, I don't want to do it because it's just too much hassle for me. Yeah. Um, so my my starter would be, um, and it's quite simple, something like a really beautiful, silky, homemade ravioli stuffed with squash mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> with a nice sage brown butter on top. So oh. like really silky, but just something that... You know, I mean, it's so satisfying to have something like that. And I wouldn't have a massive plate of it either. I would have like maybe five or six little pieces and lots of butter and I would just savour it. But but then, you know, you could, let's, in this <laughs> ideal eating universe that, yeah. we, that we're taking ourselves off to, you could have like a main port, a main plate, you know, a yeah. main size <clears throat> version of that yeah. and savour every single solitary one of the 20 pieces. That you yeah, but I would, if I was going to do that, I'd, I'd do that on its own and I, would, I wouldn't yeah. want anything else to kind of get right. in the way. Get I would just way. be one, I would want to be diving head first into that. So Okay. Well, it, it, funnily enough, I've chosen pasta as well. Okay. And um, once uh, a while ago, it was quite some once time Once upon ago, a time. Once upon on a olive. time. <laughs> on olive. We had... Uh, we had um, a lasagna, a crab lasagna. Oh yeah! And it was with it was with leek and and crab meat, and uh, and I think it was I think it was creme fraiche. It might have been yeah, creamy. it was creamy, wasn't it? But it was quite. Mm. I mean, it was indulgent, but kind of like I mean, it wasn't a bechamel, it was, was it? It was like no, but it was rich. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was lighter than a than a than a meat pasta. Yeah, but it it was rich. So deliciously, did it have deliciously cheese in it rich. As well? It did have cheese in yeah. it, which I know is a cheat. Strictly Italian speaking, mm. but I think maybe in this case, um, it went so well that it just didn't matter. It was, it was so gorgeous, though, um, that I, I've made that at home twice, um, and uh, yeah, both both times to you know to applause, which really and it's nicer brilliant. if you get that because um, you can buy like um, really good quality fresh lasagna sheets, can't you? Fresh lasagna sheets, yeah, you can, because yeah. because I don't make my own pasta either. I mean, I have done, like you, a couple of times. But the thing is, um, you can buy lovely yeah. fresh pasta. Anyway, so that's that's what that's what I would do. I would have that as a starter, a, a, main, a main portion-sized starter. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting, like, cheese with seafood as well. Because it happens a lot, like, you know, you get, like, gratins and mm-hmm. lobster thermidor and stuff, and they, it works. It's no, there is, there is nothing wrong with it. It's just, I think, that they, that you don't get it in Italian food. They don't do no. it there, do they? They might do it now. They might do it now. Maybe Who knows? They might have gone full circle. Yeah, and I bet that that's not, that's not applicable across the board in yeah. Italy. There must be some exceptions. But some, anyway. <clears throat> somewhere someone in Italy it is, is, doing, is doing that. Like a cheesy, seafoody. Uh, they, they yeah. are, they're having, they're having che- cheesy, yeah. uh, cheesy fish finger sandwiches. So <laughs> somewhere in Italy, for. right now. Don't want to start an <laughs> no, 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 right. um, but if anyone out there knows of yeah. such a such yeah. an Italian um, dish, please um, yeah. please email us and we'll yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So on on to main courses. Um, I've chosen something that um, it's probably the weather. It's some, something that the the fact that we're living in sub-zero temperatures at the minute. So I've chosen my ultimate indulgence dish, which is fondue, like proper fondue, as in all I've got is a massive pan of fondue Mm -hmm. over a little burner, Mm -hmm. and I've got my bread 
and I've got my ice cold beer. Okay. And I'm dunking and I'm just keep on I'm just keeping on going until I get to the bottom of that pot. Okay. So are there any additions to your fondue? Are there any uh, touches of beer or brandy or anything like Cheese that? Cheese and bread. Cheese and bread. I mean, you do, I mean, you do fondue, the base is wine, and mm-hmm. then you whisk in your cheese, your Emmental yeah. and your Gruyere. Yeah. And some people add Kirsch to mm-hmm. that. I don't really like it with Kirsch in. I prefer okay. it just, which is, you know, that's not authentic. Mm-hmm. I think you do have to put Kirsch in. Um, but I like it sort of straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Do, do you have pickles on the side? No, because my other lovely indulgent cheese you do, which is raclette. Right. And raclette yeah. is the one where you have a big side of cheese that you grill and then you scrape the cheese onto a plate and you serve ah. that traditionally with pickles and cornichons and um, pickled onions and little new potatoes new and potatoes, meat. New potatoes, yeah. yeah. And meat. Oh, yeah, like what sort of meat is it? Is it like half? It's or? just char- charcuterie. So you just right, have yeah. a charcuterie platter. You would have cornichons, pickled onions. All it's that. drifting back to me now. Yeah. From, 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 we, we, we went to a restaurant, didn't we, once? Yeah, a we few blew, of us. We properly blew our cheese gaskets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they have these special little heaters for yeah. reflect, don't they? It's the uh, nicest thing in uh, the world. It is it's amazing. A, yeah, it's, yeah. A gr- it's, a, it's a heater that, that all its purpose is, is to melt that layer of cheese to be scraped onto a plate. It restores your faith in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And did you yeah. know that I found this out today? I didn't know this. That raclette means to scrape. I didn't know that. Isn't no, that amazing? That's great, yeah. <laughs> I love I love such facts. Though yeah. that's really good. And I, yeah. so I think I think either of those. I think um, mm-hmm. the magic thing about fondue is you just seem to be able to keep eating it. And I mm-hmm. think possibly it's because there's a delay between you like, you know, face planting the fondue and actually <laughs> reaching your stomach when suddenly yeah, you'll, you'll yeah, hit... suddenly it hits yeah, you. You'll hit the wall like, yeah, you do yeah. in, like you do in a marathon run. You will yeah. hit the fondue wall at some point. <laughs> but I think there's a good half hour before yeah. that happens and you can pretty much, like, slam down a whole pot of fondue before that happens. So, yeah. Before, yeah, before you're brought to a total standstill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you just need to go and lie down in the dark room. room. Yeah. Brilliant. And what uh, have you got? Well, I've, I've gone for my... Um, I've got a, a real thing for leg of lamb. I love leg of lamb yeah. so much, and um, I love roast beef as well, mind you. Mm. So I, I was, I was, I was hesitant which to choose here. But I think what I would have would be leg of lamb yeah. with Janssen's temptation. Oh yeah. On the side, you're bringing your anchovies in again. Bring my anchovies <laughs> in again. But I, I would be, I would, I would have it with salsa verde too. Oh yeah, with with a few, a few, a few of the little chaps in there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and some greens, of course, on the side. My salsa verde is a is an anchovy free zone. Is it know? an anchovy free? That one you ate yesterday yeah, didn't have was, any. Was, that was, that was, didn't have was, any anchovies in it. It was it was it was very nice. Bit one dimension. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't at all. It was oh, delicious. Okay. You're bad Yester- for the test yeah, no, yesterday, <laughs> I, I, uh, I I must admit, I was blown away by it. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, a roast lamb? Roast lamb. Yeah. Salsa verde. Nice. Janssen's temptation and some nice buttered greens. Yeah. That's what I would. So you mean? I mean, what are the greens there for? Come on. <laughs> well, because because otherwise it oh, just yeah, makes you feel yeah. a bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's um, but also because <clears throat> if you've got some nice gravy going on too. Yeah. You just—it's nice Sucking to have it, it in the in the greens. And Janssen's so. temptation is the one with that is literally anchovies, potato, and cream. Is that and, right? Yeah, I think onion as well. And a bit of onion. Yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. yeah. And it's it. like little potato sticks. Yeah, yeah, in the sticks cream. or slices. Yeah. But, but usually, but sticks I think is better. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's baked and it's delicious. That's so delicious <laughs> goes perfectly with lamb. Um, so I would have that. That would be my main course. Yeah. And where where, where would you go pudding wise? Gone really simple because. Mm. I'm not 
I'm not like a massive fan of puddings because by the time I get to the pudding, I'm sort of, I'm a bit over it. So, But this time you can do it. This time I can do it if I could put, but also like I haven't got a massive sweet tooth. So right. I'm a big fan of a, of a trend that's happened recently, which is the pudding cocktail. Right. <laughs> so, so rather than have pudding, you just have like some kind of nice sort of digestive <laughs> type cocktail thing. Yeah. So I've kind of combined that and I've decided to go for um, an affogato. Right. Which is, um, as you know, a couple of scoops of ice cream with a hot um, shot of espresso over the top. And then I would add a shot of booze to that. So I would add something like, um, something chintzy like Amaretto or Bailey's. Right. I don't like to get too, you know, I like to keep it. Keep, keep it, it real. Keep it grandma style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone loves an Amaretto. So yeah. um, that'd be really simple. And also I love the idea of like ice cold ice cream, hot coffee, and then yeah. a bit of booze in there. That to me is like perfect combination. Right. So what about you? I would go for creme brulee. That's my second choice. Yeah. That's what I always order when I see it on a menu. Yeah, me too. Because it's 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 quite easy to mess it up. So, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I would in the in the um, in I, I think I, I love crema catalana as well. Yeah. So one of the other, it's very similar. Yeah. But um, but yeah, creme brulee, nice and mm, I just think because uh, we're in the cold weather just now, yeah. I think hot pudding rather than a than a, than a cold yeah. one for me. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I, I love that so much. I could, I could, I could eat just that. It's all know. about the crack as well, isn't it? It is all about the crack, and it goes perfectly with a cup of coffee too. Yeah. But I wouldn't stop there. Would you stop there? I wouldn't stop if I could eat. If I could eat four, five, eight, <laughs> six courses. We talked but, about your sweet tooth. Uh, yeah. oh, no, are you going to go for another pudding? <clears throat> Not another pudding. No, I'm going to go for cheese now. <clears throat> okay. And and what I would like now. Is is uh, a just a, not 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 uh, not three cheeses no not <laughs> not two cheeses no just one cheese I would go for a big lump of blue cheese okay. something along the sort of Stilton or perhaps the the sort of um, Gorgonzola, yeah, like Gorgonzola. Um, lines and I would sort of have that and I would have it with uh, those lovely um, Spanish biscuits the ones that are made with olive oil with a little, little ah. bits of almond in them and they're s- sort of sweet on top oh. and, and uh, <clears throat> the, yeah with the blue cheese spread on the top okay. and I, that's what i would have that's how i would top it all off okay just before i went for a very long long sleep <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a long walk or like a jog around the block maybe maybe i would have a little snooze then a walk and then another snooze mm. yeah well, i mean i I love everything on your menu, yeah. and um, I probably eat all of those. What, what are you actually going to have for your tea tonight, then? <laughs> some kind of broth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably is going to be some kind of broth, because yeah. you've been feeding me all day, as is your, <laughs> as is your want. Um, yeah, we've had some fantastic stuff yeah. coming out of the kitchen today, and yeah. I am trying, trying to lose weight. Not so well. I've mm. not done so well in the past week. Yeah. But, um, but maybe people could just take one of those ideas. I mean, there's loads of them on our website yeah. anyway, and go off and cook, cook and indulge thing this weekend well, but that would be fantastic thank you for sharing that Gregor that was That's lovely okay. and I'm, I'm kind okay. of hungry again now. Yeah. <laughs> thanks very much thank you Thanks, guys. Hungry now. Next, Janine is joined by our newest team member, Adam, for a behind-the-scenes look at recipe writing. 
Okay, hello. I have got two lovely people to speak to right now. <laughs> um, so we've got a newbie. I'm going to say it's still New Year. So we've got a new person on the team. It's pretty new. Hello. It's pretty new, <laughs> newish. Um, so we've got Adam, who uh, got the job of cookery writer at Olive um, this year, which is super exciting. Adam's been working with us as a recipe tester for a little while now. So it's really, really exciting to have him as a full time member of staff. And we've obviously got our great food director, Janine, here hello. as well. But we thought it'd be quite interesting to kind of of a bit of a behind the scenes um, glimpse into how Olive works because you see all these gorgeous recipes in the magazine and on the front cover but um, I always thought uh, it was particularly interesting when I joined Olive how it kind of goes from the first ping of an idea to then kind of reaching the front cover or or a feature in the magazine so how does it work? (laughs) Well I mean first of all it's inspiration and obviously that comes from so many different um, areas Um, for me I, I I've just got I've got my ears and my mouth open all the time, like eating stuff, listening to stuff, reading stuff. Yeah. But but like say if I'm eating out and I eat something fantastic, I'll sort of make a little note of it. Even if I see something written on a menu that's got an interesting title and I haven't yeah. had it, I'll still just write it down on my iPhone to, to look back later and yeah. see, like, can I make... That sounds really great. That's going to sound great in the, the magazine. Yeah. Or um, things like Instagram. For a lot of accounts, which are, like, Infatuation, which is a kind of restaurant review account, mm. so they're constantly posting pictures of dishes or amazing mm. bagels or kind of, like, epic sandwiches and stuff like that. So, so it's kind of like stuff might be happening in New York or Tokyo that I don't know about, but I'll yeah. get an image of it and it'll trigger something off in, yeah. in my little brain. We're constantly DMing each other, aren't we? Yeah, when we yeah. see stuff yeah. on Instagram, yeah. like, oh my God, we yeah. have to make this what in the, the office. Yeah. yeah, What the heck is this? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know um, what it is, but I like it and I want yeah. it. Hmm. And I think Adam's got you, because you come from quite a different background. You're, you're um, I mean, you started out as a chef. Yeah, you, so. so I was a chef. So I don't, I don't think I'm too dissimilar though. Yeah. Um, my notes on my phone are just absolutely full of like little things that I sort of little flavor combinations or things that I want to cook or try or try a little spin on or Mm. yeah just constantly writing down I've got a notepad which I write down loads of interesting ideas and I just sort of flick through get a bit of inspiration might not even be anything it might be a lot literally a little flavor or you know an ingredient I go okay might do something like that. And it's that classic thing of when we go on holiday as well, isn't it? Like, Adam, you're talking about that amazing food you tried when you were in Vietnam. And, mm. like, I went to Corfu earlier mm. this year and I had this amazing octopus stefado. And I remember, Janine, you commented being like, remember all those flavours, I'll create you yeah, something yeah, when yeah, you exactly. get back. Yeah, because it's, I mean, we really rely on, sometimes your brain can't hold everything yeah. in. So we really rely on the team to kind of, you know, they don't have to give us a recipe. They just have to say, I ate X, Y, Z. Mm. And then we'll, we'll create a recipe around it. And then we get, mm. you know, you or whoever, and Gregor or Sarah to come in the kitchen and try and go, is that kind of what you were thinking? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the time we, we get it right yeah. because you've described it so well. But, you know, the, we really rely on those people like feeding into us as well. Yeah, yeah. just if it wasn't sort of obvious enough, it is an amazing place to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, I want to eat this. And then they make yeah, it. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Okay, yeah. so then you've got this idea, you've written the notes. How do you then develop a recipe? How, how do you go um, about that? I do it in, I, I've sort of developed my way of writing recipes um, over the years and what I do now is I kind of imagine what the finished dish is going to look like so I've got it in my head and then um, I'll sit and I will write the recipe out in full with um, with amounts um, mm. that I think will make up the right amount and at that point then I'm ready to test it but but I've got to have for me like before I get to test and I have to have the finished dish sort of like conceive of it I know some people do it the opposite way they'll sort of muddle through and, and make notes as they go along mm. but I like to I like to work it through my head 
And then when I'm testing, I'm literally just tweaking what I've already. Mm. And I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm saying that basically. Janine is a genius. <laughs> but um, basically, this is something that comes from years and years of, um, of, of constantly conceiving of and writing and testing recipes mm. is you end up kind of knowing amounts of everything yeah. before you, so then mm. you're actually just tweaking it and that is that's practice and anyone with with a huge amount of practice will get to that point where yeah. you know because because recipe writing itself is a is a skill that you can get better and better at so yeah, yeah. well i'm definitely flying by the seat of my pants yeah i kind yeah. of use what basis of knowledge i have about what i'm cooking and then take little methods from in there so I know like I'm definitely going to start by sweating an onion and a little bit of oil and I sort of work it through from that and then sort of work it but I again I I don't really want to be making too many notes at the end I want to have it pretty padded out and how I think it's gonna like I literally should know how it's going to turn out whether how long it's going to be in the oven and how brown it will be and Mm. sort of thinking it like that so that yeah it's only ever little corrections Mm. as opposed to yeah, yeah like really I think it'll be like that and then sort of muddling it through. Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I find is, because I was doing this the other day, I was on a shoot and I was trying to write recipes for a shoot we've got next <laughs> yeah. week. Multitasking. Um, which we tested <laughs> yesterday. And uh, and I was talking to the home ex, Sarah, and I was going, I can't get past this. This I'm writing this recipe and in my head I'm thinking it, there was something that was in my way. It felt like a block. Mm. And we just twisted it around. We chatted about it, I twisted it around and came up with something completely different and awesome. just abandoned the original idea. Because I thought, if I'm struggling with it, mm. yeah. it's not going to work and people mm. are going to struggle with it as well. So I think you've got to, it's kind of got a flow from you and you've yeah. got to think, this is achievable. You're going to get the result you want from writing, you know, from from cooking this recipe. Yeah. So. The one thing that you guys are really, really good at is you write recipes that people actually want to cook because I think a lot of people write recipes and they're either like hugely complicated mm. or they use loads and loads of ingredients, which is warranted sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're all quite busy and we're all quite time poor. Mm. So if you can keep the ingredients to a minimum and know what, you know, minimal washing yeah. up and it's a quick recipe, that's yeah. really good. And the whole thing you're saying about testing. So just in case the listeners aren't aware, we yeah. test our recipes three times yeah. and that's to make sure that there are no kind of errors at all it's going to work every single time for you and you also think about when you you are creating those recipes you're talking about the finished product and that's really important too isn't it because we are a magazine and we want those recipes to be cooked so it's really important that the food looks good enough yeah i mean when when we take a recipe onto a shoot to get it you know to get the picture done we don't we're not creating fantasy land we want we want to get the best possible result from that recipe Mm. so when so so what i always say to home ex is you know, I want you to cook it to look its absolute best for the recipe you have in front of yeah. you. So don't change it. No don't, you, wizardry. You, you shouldn't be yeah. tweaking it. You shouldn't be doing too much to it. But then obviously, if you've got a brilliant home ec and a brilliant photographer, you've got people who know how to make a plate of food look yeah. good. So they're just going to take like a simple salmon salad and make it look really beautiful. But mm. but you can do the same following the picture. You know, you're yeah. not going to end up with something that's completely far away from no. that. It should always so be important. achievable, yeah. Yeah, it's that's really important like. to yeah. us that when people at home, as we've seen on our Instagram feed, when they post our recipes yeah. that they've made at home, it looks quite a lot like the magazine. Yeah, and that's definitely. really important mm-hmm. to us. And really rewarding as well, isn't it? You hear about these kind of old school, I don't know even if they're true, these old school horror stories of like mashed potato for ice cream, cigarettes on the plates and stuff like that. Using tampons to soak up liquid that's leaking. Yeah, Yeah. to create steam. Although I did see on somebody's Instagram the other day, somebody used a black marker pen Mm. to do char lines on a burger. And that made me really upset because I thought they're not going to be able to eat the burger (laughs) at the end of the show. I've got, I I know, I mean, we've never done this, but years ago I was on a shoot and somebody, um, this is a classic turkey, turkey prep, 
you like you half cook a turkey and then you paint it with a mixture of marmite and washing up liquid yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. to make it look shiny and glazed. Yeah. And then no one can eat that turkey. And yeah. To me, that's just a complete waste. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a complete waste that's of food. Point. And you know, and I, I, and not, no, no turkey. The best possibly cooked turkey mm. looks looks kind of cooked and a little bit like you yeah. know falling yeah. apart around the edge. Yeah. It doesn't look like a big. Okay, I'm back again. Sorry, listeners, if you're fed up with my voice, but I've got Sarah, our lovely drinks writer here, and she needs to have a rant. I do. I just need to vent. I got to breaking point last week. (laughs) Yes. And I sent you all a very angry email. A very angry email in capital letters. In capital letters saying, parsley is ruining my life. (laughs) And I genuinely feel that it is. I mean, a lot of people hate coriander. So it tastes like so. To Mm -hmm. me, parsley is just the devil's food. Why is this, please? Because I love it. It's just so unnecessary. It tastes like dirt. It's on everything. It is the go-to herb. It's the go-to garnish. It's the go-to yeah. salad bowl carouta. But I feel like it's so old school to have like, oh, a scattering of parsley mm. on the plate. I don't, for me, it doesn't really add anything. And it tastes, personally, for my palate, it is disgusting. Can you detect it, it in Even the tiniest <laughs> little amounts, yeah. I can taste it. Are there any sort of worst offenders of anything you've been having lately where it's, it's always there? Every kind of shop bought salad yeah. I have. Even if it doesn't like doesn't say it on the ingredients, yeah, it'll be you can't see somewhere. it, but it is lurking there. Yeah. And it just ruins the entire thing for me. Like I have to throw half of it away because I just physically yeah. can't eat it. Now I'm not a big fan of prepackaged sandwiches or no. wraps, but you know, we all you have need to, to do that. But I can never ever find one that hasn't got raw peppers in or sweet corn. Yeah. And they are the devil's work. <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm not keen on those either. So I do feel your pain a little yeah. bit. I mean, Adam, our cookie writer, always makes a little mini portion for me and leaves the parsley out. <laughs> oh, well, that's knows, adorable, isn't yeah, it? He I think can I stay. Want, he can. I think I once gagged at something he made because it had too much parsley in it. And from <laughs> not then a good on, start, yeah. Not a great start. And from then on, he's kind of... He knows. Yeah. But I just, I don't, I don't know what particularly it is about it but I just absolutely hate it. It kind of got us on a on an office rant, didn't it? Yeah. About the foods that we we hate. Yeah. Because while we love all foods, mm-hmm. or most foods at Olive, there are some that should never be seen yeah. or eaten. No. A big one heard. that came out, which I also hate, is truffle oil. See, I'm not with you on that. Well, there are there are really bad truffle oils, mm. but truffle is such a beautiful, addictive thing. I love truffle. Fresh truffle. Uh, yeah. Shaved over something. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. But truffle oil, just for me, smells like vomit. Ugh, no. There are some bad 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 oils um and they're kind of not the good stuff no so i get it but and i also think it's kind of the go-to of of fine dining restaurants of definitely if you're not that good a chef 
let's just put so loads just of truffle, truffle oil. oil. And yeah. People think, oh, it's so decadent. Yeah. It's got truffle oil on Put it. an extra fiver on that. Yeah. And Janine, our food director, also hates it. Yeah. For the same reason she says that people just mask bad food with it. Yeah. But it's a very also, distinctive flavour, isn't it? It is. And you can smell it from a mile off. Yeah. I went to get pizza the other day um, and somebody that I was with had a tiny bit of truffle oil on their pizza. Mm. But I could just smell it. It's like, <laughs> well, it's kind of ruining my food. Yeah. God, I Guess sound so fussy, me. don't I? But. You do sound like Queen Sarah, but it's fine. <laughs> I kind of get you. What? Anything else? What, what else came up in our little rant email? Um, Janine hates game birds, particularly like undercooked, a bit bloody game Interesting. birds. Interesting. just stinks and can't stand it. It was stinky game birds, stinky wasn't it? Game birds. I kind of get that as well. I remember, I do love them now as I've got older, but I remember mm. as a young girl and like, because I'm from the Cotswolds and you yeah. often have like birds hanging in your garage. And my granddad had hung a, par- uh, not a partridge, a pheasant yeah. for a lot longer than ooh. you should have done. Ooh. And ooh, that, that sticks mm, to your roof of the mouse. Yeah, that's like burns your nostrils type stinky game bird. <laughs> so I, yeah, I get her yeah, on that. Yeah. It's all kind of foods that you feel like you're pressured to enjoy. Yeah. Like truffle. Like you'd be a like, proper foodie. Yeah, yeah, like game, like, oh, you have to like game if you're a foodie. You have to like truffle oil. You have to like yeah. oysters. A lot of people hate oysters. I get that too. I love them. Mm, I, I really th- like them. I think you have to force them down and then you'll love them. <laughs> yeah, that's that you get used to it. Yeah, the but first one's always going to be gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's so many things like that. Um, Adam hates kidneys, which I'm also on board with. I hate kidneys. See, now offal is like the proper foodies food, and I it is. love all offal, so I, I disagree completely. Mm. But again, I can understand why you might not like the it. The thing is, for me, other offal I'm kind of okay with. Yeah. Um, and once you get over kind of the thought of it, it is delicious. Yeah. If it's cooked properly, yeah, and, you know, it's key. not tough and whatever. But for me, kidneys, it's just, I can't get over their function. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to eat anything <laughs> that's filtered urine. Yeah, that's the polite way of saying it. Adam yeah. didn't say quite Adam so, didn't say it quite so politely. No. Um, <laughs> and again, I understand that. And I have used that excuse to my mother when she tried to force mm. feed me kidneys as a child. But as I've got older, I don't know. There's something, it's gonna, I'm going to sound weird now. There's something like <laughs> a little bit sweet about them. They've okay. got a really beautiful texture. Again, if they're pink. Mm. Yeah. I'm, so I'm fine I'm with liver. It. Yeah, liver is delicious. Kidney is just for me. Don't like devil kidneys on toast. And I, I, do you know what? I've never tried it. You I might love to. it. It's really, really good. And I had like another really awesome kidney dish at Dishim, um, mm. which got branches in London, but they just opened one up in uh, Edinburgh and yeah. they, they do an awesome kidney dish uh, for breakfast. And okay. then they do a side of kidneys as well. And I had Ooh. a side of kidneys because I love them that much. They're really good. Just really spicy and delicious. See, that I think I could get on board with if it's like bit spicy give it a go I think mm. um, and go to a place that you trust is going to cook them well or yeah. obviously cook them yourself at home yeah then you definitely know you're going to get them how you yeah. want them but I get it you just need to kind of if you think about any kind of animal based product mm-hmm. too, too much, much yeah you're not going to sure. like it are you so I wouldn't yeah maybe yeah. just forget its function <laughs> and just tuck in Ooh. I mean I'll try I'll give it another go good okay sure. um should we go on to my yeah absolute... what do you hate right so <laughs> This isn't even a hate, this is a fear. Okay. okay? I, I can't, I was just saying, I'm not sure if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, so massive apologies if I'm repeating myself, but I just want to hammer home <laughs> how much I hate them. So it's Tim Bait Beans. It's a you bit, just gagged a yeah, bit, even saying it. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I am. They're horrendous. So Is it? What is it? Is it the texture? Oh, it's everything. Oh, it's the, yeah, the texture. They're slimy. They move in, you know, untrustworthy ways. They're <laughs> bitty, so bitty. 
and they're too sweet for a savory uh-huh. product. They're shiny. They're greasy. They're just absolutely disgusting. And they congeal when they're cold. Oh, that is the worst. And did you ever see that advert that a certain uh, baked bean provider did that was like uh, oh, angry Max- Mexican yeah. uh, baked beans that were <sighs> like the little starting dancing. an army? Yeah, yeah. that was uh, starting a war. Oh, horrendous. <laughs> yeah. My nan's got a very similar... Fabio, she hates peas. Okay, what's and her fear based I d- on? I don't know. She's never really explained it to <laughs> us. But like, if you go out for, you know, a pub meal or mm. you're having fish and chips or whatever, she won't have peas anywhere near her. No flicking peas at none then? No. No, okay. As tempting as it is. Yeah. So I used to never have them as a child. Like yeah. My brother would always have baked beans and jacket potato or mm-hmm. chips or whatever, and I would always have spaghetti hoops or alphabetical spaghetti. spaghetti hoops. Yeah, and like... What's not to love, which is weird because it's exactly the exactly same sauce, same. but let's not go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I sort of stupidly revealed my kryptonite to my uni flatmates, oh, they God. used to then plant random baked beans around the kitchen, you know, in cupboards. So I'd open it up and then oh. see this horrendous lagoon <laughs> staring back at me. Um, so yeah, that really they sound great. Trans- yeah, they were awesome, really kept in contact with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of that was not fun, yeah. But so yeah, that's my mm. mate. So We've had baked beans in the issue once yeah. since I've been editor. Posh baked beans. Posh baked beans, but that was that was tricky for me. Yeah. I didn't like subbing that page. Definitely <laughs> didn't taste that when I taste everything else in the magazine, yeah. but that was a new for me. But I was I let it go because I thought, you know, for the greater good of the public, Just once. I'll let them, even though I actually want to eradicate all baked beans. Are you beans. okay with other beans? Yeah, and like the actual beans themselves. Yeah. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, which is really embarrassing for a food uh, editor. Is it fagioli? Fagioli mm, beans? Sure. The actual beans that make up mm. baked beans, completely fine. fine with. If I have them dried, made a tomato sauce myself, absolutely fine. Like, I get that the flavour combination yeah. is a classic one and works, yeah. but just tinned, overcooked, bitty, slimy baked beans can do one. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rant. Everyone's got a <laughs> thing, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So that's what we kind of learned yeah. from your rant email is that yeah. everybody hates everyone hates one something. at least one food. Yeah. Um, so if everyone could just avoid cooking with baked beans, yeah, and parsley. If, fine. Yeah. If we can start that campaign, yeah, eradicate them from <laughs> from our dialogue. Uh, yeah. That would be amazing. Great. All right. Well, if you guys at home have got any foods that you absolutely hate and don't want to see in Olive Magazine ever do tweet us facebook instagram email us call us and rant at us on the phone (laughs) um we want to hear about it because yeah i'm keen to get rid of these awful awful foods definitely brilliant all right thanks sarah thanks cheers thank you to all of the olive magazine team this week and to you lovely listeners be sure to get in touch with us on all of our social media channels at olive magazine happy eating happy cooking happy drinking and we'll see you next week